the 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 most memorable moment for me of two that are involved around St. Jude. The first one was when my I, I it was my first ever charity stream, and we were raising money for St. Jude. I've I have two daughters, so St. Jude is very near and dear to my heart. Um, and I never expected to raise a couple hundred bucks, and we ended up raising five grand in like six hours. Wow! And it was the moment where I was like, we can, it was for me, the, the, the moment where I, I guess realized that I could make an impact beyond just making somebody smile. Um, I think when you evolve into being able to have an impact, like we did, like we do every single year. fad welcome thank you for having me i'm pumped excellent man i hope you had a good day today busy but we're good yeah awesome <laughs> i saw you're playing with uh Hodzi a little bit earlier i was she's always a blast yeah she she it, it, it's uh it's always really fun playing with Hodzi because in comparison to how like crazy and animated and hectic the other group is that i like to play with um Hodzi's very chill and uh, the vibes are just like way more mellow. And, uh, so having that, having that shift is always good for the mental. You know what I mean? I love, I love, I love the guys and, uh, and, but, uh, playing with Hadzi on, on, on a more even keel where it's a little more chill yeah. is nice as well. <laughs> well. You know why she's that way? She's, Cause she's Canadian. True. Yeah. Eh? Yes. Hey, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and dude, I got to say your thumbnails have been just awesome every day. Thank I you just, so much. They are so good. Yeah, they, uh, I, I wish I could take credit for it. It's definitely not me. It's all it's all my my editor. Uh, his name's Grant McGriddles. He's uh, he's been killing it. So uh, big shout out to him. They've they've been uh, they've been really funny. I, he does this thing where he always puts like an Easter egg in uh, in the in like in the thumbnail. And so what I've started doing is I don't even look at the thumbnail anymore. Like I don't review it. Um, it's more funny to me when uh, when people come in and they'll be like, ha ha, that's the like. And they'll talk about it, and it'll kind of like create engagement in the stream. Yeah. Um, and I don't have no idea what they're talking about. So <laughs> that's been something fun that he's been doing, kind of put, sprinkling in little Easter eggs uh, in there for people to find. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So what we do here to get things going, we we start off with three random questions. So are you ready? Got it. All right. So when Fab was a, a young young lad, what did he want to be when he grew up? I wanted to be a marine biologist really bad. Ah, in uh, Texas. I, I, yeah, I uh, that was actually a really good uh, uh, marine biology program at uh, uh, Texas A and M Corpus Christi, actually, oh, okay. and that's like that was that was my plan um, for for a while until I was like fifteen. That was my plan. I even got into like the magnet schools, like this, for the science classes and stuff like that. Um, but it comes from um, when I was growing up. I loved Free Willy. Like that was that was my jam. I watched all of them over and over. I had the necklace even. I loved it. Uh, so, you know, um, orca, like the orca whales have always been a huge passion of mine. And I wanted to work like either preferably in the wild, but even if like it was like at a SeaWorld before all that crazy right, stuff came yeah. out about SeaWorld, I wanted to like work with orca whales. Yeah. That's, that was like always been. And still to this day, like orcas are my favorite animal. Now, have you ever seen so. them in the wild? I've seen them in the wild a, a few times. Yeah. Oh, when wow. I was in the Coast Guard, when I was in the Coast Guard, we took a, uh, 
a North Patrol up to like the Arctic Circle. Yeah, and they uh, they were all over the Bering Sea in Alaska, oh up in the Bering Strait, up in the Arctic. Like it was, it seeing them out in the in the open ocean was yeah. definitely very very special. Oh, yeah, yeah, we saw cool. orcas, we saw um, polar bears, and we yeah. saw beluga whales. Oh shoot! Yeah, it was nice. pretty cool. Yeah. That's so cool. It's pretty pretty cool stuff. All right. So second question: favorite city you've ever been to? I think, I think Boston. I yeah. think I'd have to say Boston um, because I'm, I love history, and yeah. there's there's no shortage of that in Boston, obviously. So, um, yeah, Boston was very cool, just like the old style. Now the drivers are absolutely off the yes. rocker. <laughs> I, being in an Uber, being in an Uber in Boston yeah. was this one of the scariest experiences of my life for sure. Um, but the the amount of history there, we like did the Sam Adams tour. We did like the there's a Freedom Trail that we yeah. did there. Um, Boston is probably one of my favorite cities for sure. Very cool. From a history standpoint, we went, uh, we made it down to uh, Savannah about ten years ago, and okay. there's some really cool, you know, information about that. Like one of the things I never knew was the um, all the iron you see around like New Orleans and Savannah that came over because the Europeans, when they were coming over to you know take whatever they could get from the you know America, they would bring over the iron to weigh the boats down, and when they got here, they just dumped it out. And that's why you see so much <laughs> like why. iron around the cities. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That's cool. Yeah. That's All right. My, yeah, my oh. brother lived out in Savannah. It's it pretty. It's pretty nice out there. We enjoyed it. Yeah. We vis- nice. visited him a few times. It's nice out there. Yeah, it is. Um, all right. Final question. You're going out to your favorite restaurant. What are you eating? Tacos. All that's right. An e- that's the easiest question you'll <laughs> ask me this whole session. I guarantee it. All right. There we go. All right. So welcome <laughs> to the podcast. So first thing, before. Fab, hit that go live button. What's your background? What were you doing before you discovered streaming? I was a general manager at Best Buy, actually. Oh, <laughs> um, so that's kind of what I was doing after after I got out of the Coast Guard. Um, I was uh, I didn't make it into the police academy. That was like my exit strategy from the Coast Guard. I was gonna I was gonna get into the police academy there. Um, actually, turned out you know better that way, um, but. Ended up uh, ended up working at Best Buy for five years. Work kind of worked my way up from part time up to manager, and then um, decided in 2015 that like I really wanted to take content creation seriously. And uh, if, being a salary manager at Best Buy, working working 50 hours a week, and then I had a I had about 10 hours of commute each week as well. Was and trying to balance that with streaming was was very difficult, yeah. but uh, we made it work. And oh, wow. you know I'm been a blessing yeah for sure excellent so what how long were you in the coast guard for six years what yeah. made you a little, pick... little over six years what made you pick the coast guard so that's funny like, everyone always asks me that because like you're from el paso why <laughs> why why coast guard right like but um I, and i actually i'm actually not sure why my cousins joined but the reason why i joined was because i had two cousins that had already joined the coast guard they were loving it they were stationed in really amazing places um and i was like why not you know what i mean so that was that was kind of what happened and actually it's the story about how i ended up joining the military just in general was um when i I graduated high school when i was 16 um and uh i started college at 16 with zero discipline i was i wasn't going to class i was failing it was awful um couldn't do it so i dropped out and then my mom was like well, you're not just going to be a bum here. You're either going to go to school or you got to move out. And I was like, well, I'll just join the Coast Guard then. And my cousins did it. I can do it too. 
that was like that was the whole wow you know, that was kind of the story there <laughs> but for that so oh. and what was the coast guard experience like it was incredible yeah it was definitely definitely set me up for for success uh in 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 all the stuff that i've done since then um as far as like time management organization just like learning how to talk to people from all over the you know all over the country um and interact with different people from different cultures and, and things like that um uh, like being able to handle like high stress environments and stuff yeah um like this job is not easy this what we do and it's very stressful and um tough mentally especially and um you know the coast guard has as much fun of as as pool shark and my friends make um mentally demanding a lot of times um because because it's so small um the co when i joined the it might not be this way anymore but when yeah. i joined the coast guard it was smaller than the nypd holy um, crap so everyone kind of has to do everything and the units are very small but with a lot of you know the 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 area of operations so huge um and like you know the area of responsibility that you have is massive the the so it, you know being able to kind of handle all that stress mentally has definitely prepared me for, for yeah for what i'm doing now for sure Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's something about, you know, I know in Israel and over in Germany, you have two years of, I think it's either mandatory military service and or or community like a, a civilian service. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, when you're 18 or 17, you really, you know, that might be a kick in the pants to help you mature and just live on your own. I think I agree. I, and I and that's tough. Like having it being having a mandatory is obviously tough, but. I think for the right person, you know, the service absolutely does really great things to kind of shape you into a much better person. Um, now, there's a lot of aspects of the military where they kind of just treat they treat their service members poorly, and a lot of people have a really bad experience. But I think you know, it, I think you know, especially joining the military that early um, can shape you into a, a, a much better person um, than than you maybe would have been if you if you hadn't right maybe gone up gone down a different path that's much worse yeah absolutely all right so video games let's start there where, yeah. where did this start for you what were your early video game memories so i don't remember this specifically but my parents tell me that they potty trained me while playing super mario brothers <laughs> on the uh the i don't know if it was the nes or the super nintendo but they said that i wouldn't i would just sit there and like just urinate on myself or or you know, poop yeah. on myself. And so they, they said they, whatever, he doesn't want to get, go use the bathroom. So we'll just put the potty there, you know, the squatty potty thing yeah. there. And that's kind of where they, that's, that's the story. Yeah. Now, if that's whether that's true or not, I don't know, <laughs> but that's what, they, that's the, that's the story they tell. Oh. Um, and then they also tell a story when I, uh, and I was probably around two or three years old at this time, yeah. I guess. And so they said that I never figured out how to go backwards with the controller. My dad says I would flip the controller around and go backwards that way no instead way. of instead of just pressing the back button yeah i would flip the whole controller around because that's how i figured out that i could move my you know mario backwards the right. other way so oh that's too funny so yeah oh, that's man. that's i guess you know if if we're gonna believe their tales that's yeah. where that's where it all started i guess oh man so now uh you know for the memories you can remember you know were you a console you know did you start off in consoles and then move to pc yeah, it was it was uh, we had the Super Nintendo and the my my grandma had the uh, the the NES. Um, we never had the NES at our house, but I played like the original Mario on there. We did the duck hunt on there. Um, we had the like the little rifle, you know, where you could do the duck hunt. 
And then at home we had the SNES and then my dad bought a PlayStation one where we did like Tomb Raider. And there, there was this one time traveler game that was crazy where you, you were dressed as this, I don't even remember what the game was called, but you, you were dressed as this, uh, this like time traveler in this yellow jumpsuit. And you would, the first mission was you time traveled back and it was like caveman times. It was like saber tooth tigers that you had to fight, but you had to fight them with like a stick. You had to craft a stick and like fight them with the stick. Um, and then we just, we just kind of had consoles. We've always had consoles, but I remember when they bought me my first gaming PC wasn't, a, I mean, it wasn't a, technically a gaming PC back then, but I guess when they had put the graphics card in, that's what made it a gaming PC. Um, and I think I was, I think I was nine and, um, I specifically wanted it because me and my cousins would play counter-strike and, uh, uh, mainly like Starcraft and Diablo. Yeah. Um, were the first games that we played a lot. I played Starcraft a lot when yeah. I was, when I was around nine. So that was my first venture into like, uh, the, the PC world, I guess. Yeah. Oh, shoot. And now over the, you know, decade decade and a half or so what's been some of their favorite games that really stick out that you like you know you just really enjoyed what i've done definitely what i've dumped the most time into uh, i'm you know i'm an fps guy for sure through and through um so like counter-strike um on the playstation 2 they had a game called socom and socom yeah loved those games they were incredible um i probably got the most time though in uh world of warcraft i've been playing world of warcraft since i was 15 Shoot. and i i even just played this last expansion that came out. i've been playing that game forever um so you know i guess those 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 shooters and well but like even like all the even all the battle net games like i played every diablo i played every starcraft um i didn't really get into warcraft stuff until world of warcraft came out um but all the battle nets, all the Blizzard stuff was was uh, heavily played uh, by me when I was growing up. Cool. So you must be excited for the next Diablo iteration. I'm I'm incredibly pumped. Yeah, it actually. So it comes out. Uh, the there's a beta for it next weekend, and I'm not going to be home. I'm going uh, to Doc's event uh, oh. up in uh, up in Arlington uh, on next next Friday. Yeah. Um. So I'm not even going to be home for the beta oh, that I shoot. So I'm, I'm pretty sad about that, but maybe I can convince one of the one of the uh, optic people to let me hop on and just like just play for a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man! And also, we got a, some sort of a teaser for CS:GO is coming, right? Or another? Yeah, CS:GO 2.0. I think they're. I think it's going to be the same game. I haven't done a lot of research on yeah. it, but I think they're just basically porting the game onto a new engine, which yeah. obviously is going to make it insane. There's already been some like, I guess, I guess it's fan art, but it's it's video. Um, of what the game could potentially look like. Yeah. And it looks so good. The problem with the counter like Counter-Strike and and like games like Valorant yeah. and even the game that just came out um the finals yes. or it's yeah. in beta. Um arena shooters just really aren't kind of drawn in the crowds that they used to. They're not as fun as they used to be. Yeah. I think that format of gaming has kind of lost its luster. Mm -hmm. Um like Halo didn't do very good when it came out. Nope. Um Valorant's kind of fallen off. That's very it's very niche. Yeah. Um so I think that style of game as much as I want it to be amazing um and I'm for sure going to play it cuz it's Counter-Strike. I've been playing right. it since I was like 10 years old. Yeah. Um but I think that's it's probably not going to be anything that's like crazy or takes off or does anything spectacular. I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. say. All right. So now streaming, what made you hit that go live button? I uh, I actually the first time I ever went live um was like in 2010 I think um uh, or maybe 2011 it was some somewhere around that time um it was tw it was already Twitch but 
I had a bunch of friends. I was playing World of Warcraft and we were doing arenas and I was like always pushing for for um like gladiator and 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 stuff and like the top one percent and uh the i had a, a group of friends that uh couldn't ever get like past like the, it was like two two thousand twenty two hundred like arena point rating so they were like why don't you just stream it on this website so we can watch you and i was like that's weird but okay okay i guess and so i that was like my first ever live stream was streaming world of warcraft arenas on twitch oh wow um and it's I, I would do it like three times a week. Yeah. But I wasn't like talking to chat or anything. It was just my box, my game, and then my camera box and my really crappy microphone. <laughs> and um I had like five or six people most of the time. But every once in a while there would be like hundreds and hundreds of people in there. And I was like, no one was chatting really. Like the chat would move sometimes, but I would right. never really read it. I I think back then, you know, that was what, 13 years ago now, you know. I I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what having a couple hundred people in a, I didn't right. know what that meant. Like I now thinking back, I'm like, what the hell? Like, why didn't you, if you would have stuck with it, I could have, I would be Asmongold. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I was, yeah. <laughs> I, that, that, you know, um, so that's like the first time I ever hit the go live, like just to do it. Um, I think the first time I, uh, wanted to actually take it seriously was in 2015. Um, I found a Tim, the Tapman stream. I found Tim, the Tapman stream, when he had like a couple hundred viewers playing, um, he was alternating at the time between Call of Duty and between um, Counter Strike, and I, I like to watch him play Counter Strike, and I thought he was really funny, and um, I, I just like it always. It was always very. He wasn't like he was good at the game, but not like insane like the pros. Um, but the majority of it, of it was just the banter and how funny he was, and um, my my wife i don't even think we were married at the time i think she was my fiance at the time was like you could do that she's like you're funny you could do that and i was like dude i could do that like <laughs> that would be so fun i could do that yeah i already had all the stuff like i already had the webcam and i had yeah. the good microphone and all that <clears throat> and i said I, I could do that so yeah uh tim the tapman was like kind of my inspiration to just like actually make a plan take it seriously get yeah. graphics made and and uh and like actually start giving this thing a go like yeah it was, it was definitely him yeah and now back in 2015 what was you know what was twitch like you know i'm sure it's a lot different today with the tools and metrics you have today yeah it's an, it's it's definitely a night and day difference the dashboard was just one page yeah the affiliate program didn't exist yet um the directories were not saturated or crazy like they yeah. were now there was a lot there was still a lot of growth potential kind of like how you're seeing um like on youtube and um you know a couple years ago like how facebook gaming was when it was in its infancy there's there was so much room to grow people were filtering in and out of streams all the time like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that abnormal for you know someone who typically has two or three viewers or to just randomly every once in a while have 10 15 20 30 and it would just climb and it, it would climb quickly as long as you stayed consistent um there was a lot of room to grow depending on what directory you were in so ah. um it's obviously way more difficult now yes the landscape's so much different um and you know now was it like it the, was it like the wild west chat was you know was chat crazy back then because you just really <coughs> did you have the mods like you and, I think in certain tools. streamers chats it was that way but most of the time I like and I think obviously it still holds true to this day like you're whatever people gravitate towards you and chat in your stream yeah 
um, are definitely a reflection of who's behind the camera. Um, I never really, I, I still don't really ever have talks to people unless they come over for pool sharks chat. Like those, <laughs> those are his, his, his cult will let me have it. And you know, uh, but, but, uh, that's really the only, I don't really see a whole lot of toxicity. We rarely have to ban people. I've, I've never really had an issue with that. Um, and I, I mean, the same holds true for me back then when I was on Twitch there was some streamers who had obviously really bad ones. I think yeah. off the top of my head, there was a streamer named Mo. He was a counter-strike streamer, um, who hit. He was very toxic, and his community was very toxic as yeah. well. Um, but it, it, I don't think it was anything super crazy yeah. that I can remember. But I, I've also never really spent a whole lot of time in streams besides, like, a, a handful of my favorite creators. Right. You know, I, I, it was, I was never a large consumer of, of the content. Yeah. Okay. And now you jumped after you were on Twitch for a while. You did a, a stint at Facebook Gaming, right? Yeah. So I did Twitch from 2015 to um the end of 2017 or so and um in tw in 20 wait yeah so okay so <laughs> 2015 was when kind of everything kind of slowed down a little bit because i just got promoted at work yeah to manager and my my youngest daughter was born yeah like on in the same month um and i had to take a huge step back from stream and then um, I did it every once in a while, just kind of for fun and stuff. And then um, I started I started listening to Professor Broman's podcast. Um, and I would always listen to him. He gave really good advice. He did his Ask Broman podcast, and he would give really good advice, tips and tricks, and just how to improve as a content creator and as a streamer. Yeah. And um, one of the sessions he had Tim on. He had Darkness429 on his podcast. And uh, they, they were talking about Facebook gaming and my brain started firing on every cylinder, more cylinders than it's ever fired on. Definitely to the, like more than it ever fires today. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> um, so I was like, that's it. That's the move. Um, I swap, I swapped 30 days later. I kind of prepared the small community that I had on Twitch. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm leaving swapped. No one followed me. That was very disheartening and it was yeah. very scary. Um, but I swapped, and then six months later, I was partnered. Wow! And the it was it was insane. Facebook Facebook gaming in its first year was some of the most viral, insane, amazing, crazy, great streams I've ever had. Wow! It was insane. It, now, year one was of Facebook it? gaming was insane. What was it about Facebook that just drew so many people, or different type of? Was it a Different viewers altogether that weren't Twitch viewers. Yeah, it's a, it was an it was an entirely new viewer base that had been untapped to that point. Um, what makes Facebook gaming unique is the newsfeed of Facebook. So you know your auntie could be scrolling, and then all of a sudden Fab TV pops up on her screen, and that and like if enough people clicked on it to to expand it or liked it or whatever. It picked it up in the algorithm so oh, wow. heavy, um, typically around so around the one or two hour mark every stream. And back then, you can only stream four hours at a time on Facebook. Yeah. And always around the two hour mark, you would go from a hundred viewers to thousands and thousands oh of viewers, and it would just stay there. And you, it was it was <laughs> insane. It was that was the wild west. Yeah, that was insane. Um, that was. Almost all of year one of Facebook. It was crazy. Oh, wow. 
And then what happened? Did they just not, you know, fund it from a, you know, streaming standpoint? Somebody lost interest. It was not a pet project anymore for them. I honestly, I, I, who knows? You know, like it, 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 it became very apparent that, um, and what's always been a thing is Facebook and Facebook gaming have always been two separate entities. Facebook gaming is not an actual part of Facebook. Um, it's separate. It's completely separate. So you, we all noticed when the parent company, Facebook stopped caring about gaming. Yeah. That's when everything fell apart. Um, there were too many, too many inconsistencies, non-communication between engineers. Somebody would work on something on the Facebook platform. It would break something for a gaming stream, vice versa. And you you just you could feel it that when parent company Facebook gave up on Facebook gaming, it you felt it. Oh wow! So then, yeah. when that happened, were you at that time already streaming both on Twitch and Facebook gaming? Or I don't remember the specific dates, but I I I I was a I was a contracted streamer there um, for the majority of my time with Facebook gaming. Um, and I was never exclusive. So I was always kind of streaming stuff that what I was mainly a battle royale guy. I was Fortnite, apex Warzone um, on Facebook. So anytime I wanted to play something else, it was typically on Twitch. Okay. So, um, my last year on Facebook, I spent a lot of time on Twitch trying to essentially had the foresight. Like I knew that something, I knew something was coming. Like I knew it's something, it didn't feel right. Things weren't going well. Nothing was getting fixed. Nothing was getting addressed. There was no transparency. I knew that like, if I didn't, if I kept all my eggs in one basket, then I, my platform was going di to just disintegrate overnight. And so I made, uh, I'm, I for, for like a, an entire year, I guess 20, all of 2020, all of 2021, I spent kind of either multi-streaming um, or I would stream for a few hours and then move everyone to Twitch. Um, and then when they didn't renew my contract um, for 2022, I just made the hard swap to Twitch after that. Yeah. And now were you t partnered with Twitch before you, you know, left to go to Facebook gaming or the partner came after? I wasn't, but I got partnered like, 40 days like it was it was oh, only wow. three two or three weeks after i switched i was no way on twitch it was very quick yeah cool and do you remember where you know what was your twitch partner story were you you know how did you get notified or was it just you know did you know it was coming i think i just knew it was coming I, i've just been doing this for so long yeah i think like and i had i had the support of so many people um when i moved here um i i think i just kind of knew that it was it was coming I, I don't necessarily know how their how their process works when yeah. they pick pick partners, but I blew all the criterias out of the water, and I knew I I, I knew so many partners already. Like yeah. I was already interacting with so many of the partners. Um, I kind of just figured that it was it was it was bound to happen. Yeah. You know. Oh, cool. And I don't actually remember the Twitch part. I think I was out of town. Yeah. When I when they sent me the email. And I just like I just screenshotted it and posted it on Twitter or something. <laughs> I, it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I it it wasn't as exciting to me as like when I first got partnered on Facebook Gaming. It wasn't because I because I felt like it. I had already done the work. I didn't right. feel like I didn't feel like I was working super hard for anything on Twitch. Yeah, like I had already established my platform. You're just changing. You're changing. Companies. I was just I was just changing company. Like basically, I was just waiting for them to verify me. I right. guess essentially. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't as exciting. Yeah, it was cool. Um, and like I'd always, I had always wanted to be a Twitch partner. I was actually 
I was streaming on Twitch when there was no affiliate program and I was the first wave of affiliates. Um, like they emailed me like, Hey, we're rolling out of the affiliate program, yeah. you know, and I apply, applied and I, I got into the, I was the first wave. So yeah. that was cool. So partner was always an, you know, Twitch partner was always an aspiration. It just was a little bit less special because I had already done so much work for right. you know, three years on Facebook, yeah. building the platform that, you know, followed me to, to yeah. Twitch and helped me get, get partner so quickly. Okay. And now, you know, doing this for so long, what's been some of the hardest things to, you know, to fight through and just, you know, deal with? Like, like I was mentioning earlier, I think the mental struggle that you go through when you do this job is probably the hardest thing that no one really talks about or, or it's kind of like maybe swept on the rug and not necessarily to say that mental health is swept on the rug because it's not, but it's how, how the highs and lows of, of streaming impact um your brain um uh, is can be very detrimental to the wrong person um you know uh, you go through through waves of incredibly good viewership or good revenue months and then you'll have a few months that are very down and trying to balance that um and it's, it's very easy to blame yourself what am i doing wrong where are my viewers going why aren't they donating you know you ask yourself all these questions um and it's very it's very tough on the mind especially you know, when you're kind of, you feel like you're pigeonholed into one game. I think a lot of people feel that way with Tarkov right now. Like we're kind of all, you know, yeah, the highs of Tarkov are very, very high. It's, it's and you know, you can't replicate that when Tarkov's good, it's good. But, um, but when it's bad, it's bad. And that, that's also mentally draining. And I think that kind of compounds all the other mental stress and gymnastics yeah. that you go through, um, when the game that you're playing eight hours a day sucks. Yeah. Um, and then in addition to that, there's, you know, the mental gymnastics that you go through interacting with all kinds of different people that have different opinions. And, yeah. you know, you kind of always have to mind your tongue and kind of mm -hmm. it's just it's it's exhausting. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and yeah. The, inter the Internet, as great as it is and as, as amazing as it's been to me, the Internet is becoming exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much more than just playing video games. You know, people just say, oh, they're just playing video games. But like you have like when you go when you go live, you have to be on because if you're not on, nobody wants to see somebody who's miserable playing a game. You have to. Yeah. And I, my uh, I'm sure every streamer has experienced this at one point or another when you go to a family gathering and your cousin's like, I could do that. And yeah. it's my I've I've never seen my wife get more defensive than when. Somebody says that, yeah, and she goes off. I don't have to defend myself anymore. She does it. She goes off, yeah, on these on on you know my family members are like I could do that. You know, I, I play games. I could do that, and she goes off because yeah. it's not just sitting there playing video games. You have to be on. You have to be entertaining. Yep. You have to put on a show for six to eight hours straight, sometimes longer. Yep. Um, because if you don't. You lose people, right? Yeah, and then you if you so you get you know other two factors. One, if you're main maining a game like Tarkov, like you said, you know last summer was awful for a lot of people who were maining that game. You know, you just yeah. and then the other aspect of it is too, if you don't have a you know a group of friends that you can play with, and you're just soloing a game, your human to human contact is really just reading Twitch. You're not you know really talking back and forth, and that that has uh you know has to take it's a, a toll. toll takes a toll for sure absolutely yeah. i'm very lucky that i have the group of friends around me that i have um you know like we were talking about earlier it's very difficult to find uh truly genuine people in 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 the space yeah. and uh 
I think that I'm very, very lucky to have the friends that I have who truly look out for each other and lift each other up. And yeah, the band, you know, we, we, we trash each other sometimes yeah. um, for the banter and for the memes and for, for fun, you know, to, to make our communities laugh, I, you know, and yeah. I don't have any problem ever being the butt of the joke. I, I think sometimes to my detriment, I'm the butt of the joke uh, to the point where like potentially people might not respect me. And, you know, that's just something that might come with it. Yeah. I don't really care if the people are that are if the people that are watching me and watching our communities are having a good time. As long as you're not being disrespectful to me, yeah, I'm cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm like I said, I, I'm typically the butt of the joke. Uh, I would say at least fifty percent of the time, and I'm cool with it as long as people are enjoying what they're watching and having a good time. As long as we can tickle somebody, mm -hmm. I'm cool with it. Yeah, well, and also you know your your you know your crew got your back. You know you Always. just yeah. You yeah, know. literally, literally, they have my back in a bar fight. Yeah, I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So now you know, talking about the lows of streaming. Now, what's been some of your high points? Where like, holy crap, I can't believe that happened. Or yeah, holy shit. Uh, the 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 most memorable moment for me, uh, two that are involved around St. Jude. The first one yeah. was when my I, I it was my first ever charity stream. And we were raising money for St. Jude. I have, I have two daughters, so yeah. St. Jude is very near and dear to my heart. Um, and I never expected to raise a couple hundred bucks. And we ended up raising five grand in like six hours. Wow. And it was the moment where I was like, we can, it was for me the, the, the moment where I, I guess, realized that I could make an impact beyond just making somebody smile. Yeah. Um, I think when you evolve into being able to have an impact like we do, like we do every single year through stuff like Build Against Cancer and yeah. St. Jude and all the St. Jude initiatives that we do and the stuff that I do for the USO, yeah, it goes so much further than gaming. But it just started because I made some. I just wanted to make somebody laugh, yeah, and show them my above average gameplay. Like, yeah. That was where it started and it compounded into so much more. And that was the moment where I realized that this is so much bigger and it yeah. could be so much bigger than just me sitting playing video games. Yeah. Um, so that, I guess that's one. And then the next one would be when um, I got invited for the first time out to the St. Jude campus and yeah. how I was absolutely brought down to earth and humbled. And it was an incredibly emotional trip um, touring the hospital and meeting the kids and yeah. seeing end to end what the process looks like and how every single base is covered for these families. So yeah. all they have to do is worry about their sick baby. It was an incredibly emotional, very, 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 you know, tugging yeah. at my heartstrings um, as far as that, that experience went. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, being a father, I've got three and you just, it hits you different once you have your children, seeing other kids. It's like how fortunate I have been or you've been that God help, you know, you're just, yeah, it's just, it's tough. But it makes me want to drive that much harder because yeah. I know that there are, especially meeting these, meeting these kids and meeting the parents of these kids yeah, um, and the siblings of these kids that have to be so strong, but they're mm -hmm. terrified of losing their, you know? Yeah. Um, it makes me want to work that much harder. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, Yes, my job is amazingly fun. I have really cool friends, and we go to these events and I make a good living doing what I love. Yeah. Um, but 
being able to use my platform for something that is so much bigger than me yeah um is really what makes this worthwhile yeah and the thing I'm bro- I've been blown away by is the generosity of the the you know the communities that are following their content creators, and just the Tarkov community. It just seems like there's so much you know I've really only focused on the Tarkov community for a while, but just generosity and how much money and causes people are, are just step up for. It's amazing. It's it's crazy, um, and I think that's a large testament to the creators that are in the Tarkov space, yeah. you know, you know, there, there's, there's a bunch of creators across every platform that do a bunch of charity initiatives and they, yep. they're incredibly successful and do great. But, um, I think when you think about the groups that, um, like the, the GCX initiative mm-hmm. that, that gets done every year yeah. and the lineup of streamers that's there, it's that you, you're so much more impactful when you're, when you, you have a purpose and you put streamers in, a, in specifically those type of streamers in a position to to make an impact and like the 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 impact that those creators communities have is a testament to those creators right Right. like they and and it's it's cool we know some cool people yeah (laughs) yeah we know some cool people definitely so now you know if somebody's thinking about you know i'm going to go live for the first time and not just a hobby i want to you know do good with it what what kind of advice would you say to them you got to make a schedule and you yeah. got to be on point with it. You got to be on purpose. Um, I think the biggest thing that people do is they just, oh, I'm just going to go live. No, you have to make a plan. You have to like un- analyze your daily schedule and fit and a fit, fit a four to six hour stream in yeah. um, a few times a week at minimum um, and be on purpose with it and understand that you ha- you have to you have to be methodical you have to be consistent if you say i'm going to stream monday wednesday friday from this time to this time you have to stick to it yeah um and when you're consistent you'll you'll see growth um but it'll always be slow i think uh the only way uh i think there we're kind of shifting into this new um meta where mm-hmm. you need to devote at least 50% of your time content creating um into your short form stuff learn how yeah. to edit Learn how to edit short form videos and post those everywhere. Yeah, and uh, and then spend the rest of your time that you're not editing or posting those videos, streaming, and that's like that's the way to do it right yeah. now. And and stream to every platform, stream to all three platforms at the same time, uh, especially if you're just getting started. Yeah, stream to there's no there's no penalty. You there's ways that you can do it for free. Um, just stream to all three platforms at the same time and see, see which one takes off first. Yep. And now speaking of platforms, you've been doing YouTube now for a month and a half. How's that been? Yeah. I never expected anything like what's happened on YouTube to happen. It's been insane. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, obviously a massive shout out to Dr. Lupo and his community for being so welcoming to the platform, but just in like, I, I initially just started, wanted to start streaming on YouTube once uh, or twice a week just yep. to get monetized there. They have a 4,000 watch hour uh, uh, requirement for yep. for partnership and for monetization. That was my goal. And I figured it would take me a couple weeks, maybe a month. Yeah. Um, and then we did it in one day. Like, Holy <laughs> it shit. was, it was, it was bonkers. Oh, it was bonkers. The, the amount of support and the amount of love that I'm receiving on YouTube is insane. Um, I, I've been saying this, uh, this analogy, YouTube feels like 
Facebook gaming, yeah. all the good things about Facebook gaming and all the good things about Twitch, they've like made a baby. And that's yeah. YouTube right right now. Now, yes, there are some issues with like navigating the website and some quality of life stuff for both the streamer and the viewer. Yeah. Um, that Twitch does really well. But YouTube's working on that. Um, and they've been incredibly like even the YouTube staff has been very, very uh like welcoming. They yeah. they're they've they've messaged me on Twitter and they're hey, if you need anything, let us know. Like you have, you know, give us feedback. And it's like, it's a, it's a two-way communication. That's great. And having a point of contact for the platform is huge. Yeah. Um, so it truly feels like how, when I was on Facebook gaming the first year where I had direct communication with all the engineers, the partner managers, we were kind of building this product together. Yeah. That's what it feels like on YouTube. And that's crazy to think about because it's YouTube. Yeah. But the YouTube live streaming and the YouTube gaming is still so new. Yeah. Um, so uh, being able to be a part of that process is really exciting for me. Oh, that's so cool. Excellent. It's so been it's, insane. Uh, it, it sounds like, dude, if you hit that 4,000 mark in one yeah. day, dude, one that's, day, that's it was crazy. crazy. Yeah. It was bonkers. Yeah. Uh, now going back a second to the, you know, the mental health aspect of being a content creator, you've been doing this for so long, you know, you've probably figured out a way to build vacations or holidays into your schedules, which a lot of people that's, they, they either don't even think about that because they don't want to take that step away from streaming. Yep. It's terrifying. It's, uh, because i mean i said it earlier i just i mean i said it a few minutes ago consistency is key yeah um even even the week i took off last week uh for loot fest there's a rebuilding period yeah. every single time you come back from a long period of absence like that because people are creatures of habit they yeah. fall into even that quickly they'll fall into a different rhythm of just pulling up a different stream every day instead of right. pulling up yours um so uh it's very scary for sure but finding balance is the only way that I've been able to stream as long as I've been streaming and be a part of this industry as long as I've been. Um, making sure that when you feel like you're need, I I don't I'm a big proponent of like grind as hard as you feel like you need to grind. Yeah. Um, like I I I think that if you're driven and you want to work six or seven days a week, do it. But when you feel, when you when everyone gets to the point where you feel it and you know, okay, I need I need one day. Yeah, maybe I need two days, right? Take it. There's no, and don't get on Twitter and apologize for taking a day off. Like, right. just hey, I'm taking the day, guys. Yeah, that's it. Um, take your day, and don't be afraid to go do cool shit with your friends, like because you can use that as content as well. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really bad about it. But I wish I was better uh, when I go on these trips or I go on vacation. About like taking time to film all the stuff that I'm doing, take pictures yeah. because your community wants to be, you don't have to share everything, but your community wants to see the food you're eating, the places yeah. you're going, the people you're meeting, the, the stuff you're doing. They want insight on that. They crave that. They want to, they want to know that you're just more than just a gamer behind a camera, yeah. that you're relatable. And that is another amazing avenue of content that you mm -hmm. can create. And you can put that on Instagram and you can make a new YouTube channel and do lifestyle stuff and do lifestyle shorts and and have a whole new avenue of content and monetize it that way so yep. that when you do take breaks it's way less stressful right because you're still monetizing that right yeah and that's that was actually that's the core of why i started this podcast is to get you know people like you on so they can see you and hear your story that they may not hear the whole story if you know if they only catch you yeah. like you snippets know. Yeah. yeah exactly so um yeah. now when you were streaming did you hit a certain point where you like I got this or was it just gradual increase? Like, you know, some deals were happening and numbers were just gradually improving. 
as far as like monetarily, like revenue-wise, or as you knew you can make this as a career. This is your career now. You don't have to worry about Best Buy now. Um. So. With Facebook Gaming, it was a little bit different because the um, Facebook Gaming, for all its faults and all its flaws, Facebook Gaming monetizes really well. Yeah, you 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 don't have to have a whole lot of viewers on Facebook Gaming to make a good living there. Um, so that it was a little bit different for me. I, I was I was making pretty decent money right out the gate as soon as they rolled out their monetization. Because when I was there, there when I first started, there wasn't there was no subs and no stars, no anything. Um, but once they rolled all that stuff out, it, it happened fairly quickly. Um, I, I started taking content creation very seriously where I yeah. sat down with my wife and I said, this is the plan I have. Give me one year, please, to make it work. Because there's no way I would have been able to stream, you know, 20 to 30, sometimes 40 hours a week, also doing my full-time job and all that. Like, I was never home. I was never available. I was never there. Like, I was working, eating, sleeping, streaming yeah. for for like nine months um and so i mean shout, shout out to angelica she's a saint for putting up with that for not she was basically a single mom for for nine months <laughs> uh but um we got to a point where i was like i'm making almost as i'm making very similar money yeah uh just from the stream it's very it's close enough yeah um, but even then I was very, I was nervous. So I just, I talked to my bot, my, my, uh, my district manager and I was like, I'm just going to go part-time. I'm just going to go sell computers at the Best Buy that's close to my house yeah. instead of having to drive an hour every day to work yeah. or, you know, two hours, you know, it's a two hour commute, uh, both ways. Let me just drive to the one 15 minutes away. I'll sell computers. I'll be the best salesman there. Cause I, it's, you know, that's what I do. Right. Um, so I'll sling machines and I'll sling Best Buy credit cards and yeah. just let me just let me maintain my part time position because I was nervous. Um, so I did that in like September. Uh, I just stepped down to part time Best Buy and, and I ramped up my 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 uh, stream, my stream time. Yeah. And then, of course, when that happened, like we made we did this oh, push for full time fab. Yeah. And the revenues just started rolling in oh, nice. from there. Right. So I did, I was part-time for three months and then that was that. Yeah. I uh, w almost one full, exact, almost exactly one full calendar year later. Um, I was full-time after I said, Ange, give me one year. Yeah. And I did it in one year. Almost awesome. exactly. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And a lot of the other successful content creators I've had on have a similar support, you know, whether it's their wife, their, you know, their family, just, you know, they're there, they're their anchors. And they gave you that, you know, sort of, don't worry, you go do this. We got it. Yep. And listen, everyone's going to call you crazy. Every content creator has been called crazy. I was called crazy. You got, you just got to take the leap, man. You just got to go do it. Yeah. If that's what you want to do, you just got to do it. <laughs> awesome. All right. So now when it comes to Tarkov, what was your path to that game? How did you end up finding it? Pool Shark. Yeah. Pool Shark bothered me for years to play <laughs> Escape from Tarkov. I, I should have listened to him earlier. And that's like kind of the mantra now with Pool Shark. I, I just need to listen to him more. I'm too stubborn. I'm not going to, but I probably should <laughs> listen to him a little bit more. We can edit that um, out so he doesn't hear that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, it, it, he he was badgering me for a couple years to play it, and I did I did dabble in it a little bit. Yeah, a few years back with him, um, and it was it was really fun. But 
on 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 Facebook, you're just so like trapped by the algorithm, and yeah. the Facebook gaming algorithm hated Tarkov. Oh shoot! Um, there was like it was Pool Shark, Tim, and Stone Mountain. They were the only ones that would do well on on Tarkov. Yeah. No one else would do well. It was so bad. I would have you know 500 plus viewers playing Warzone. And then I would switch to Tarkov and have like 50 people. Get out. The, the algorithm was so bad. Yeah. So that was the main deterrent for me to not want to play that game. Yeah. Um, And then once I started doing Twitch and stuff, I was like, okay, we'll give it a go. And I actually, it's almost, it's been exactly a year now, like a year, yeah. a few days ago that I actually started um, playing Tarkov seriously and, uh, and like playing it every day. And, you know, that's kind of, the rest is history. Met all met all these cool people. Met you know met Ben. Met met Amy. Met Jen and yeah, all these amazing people. Bearkey and, and so many of them live close by. That in Texas that, is a that, hot that was spot, crazy yeah. as well. Like, yeah, like Lauren and Lauren and Amy live right down the road, so we hang out with them all the time now. Um, they're good friends with my wife. Like oh, it's so cool. uh, it's kind of the tar- Tarkov has been an incredible blessing for me. Yeah. It's opened up a lot of doors for me. Uh, I met a lot of amazing people. Um, yeah, Tarkov's been good. So again, to my point, I probably should have listened to him a little earlier, but <laughs> we'll edit that out. Don't tell him. We won't tell him no. <laughs> um, okay, I go to two pass here. One, let's go back to Pool Shark. How did you end up meeting Pool? I met him through uh, through darkness. So I that uh, we had a buddy of ours. Uh, his name was uh, JD. Uh, his gamer tag was Dimes, and he would play Fortnite with tim pool shark and mugs pretty frequently um but he so he would play in the morning for a few hours and then he would come back and play in the evening and i would always play in the evening so me and dimes kind of started playing together and then every once in a while in the morning um like if mugs didn't show up or if like dimes wasn't gonna play i would slide in and play with tim and pool shark and mugs um so that's kind of how we bridge that gap this yeah. through facebook gaming and through fortnite oh, okay Cool. Yeah. And actually, how for somebody maining, you know, you did you main Warzone for the most part when you were on Facebook, or did you switch it up a little bit? So I spent three years on Facebook, and every single year was a new BR. So Fortnite, uh, I, I started with a little bit of PUBG. Yeah. And then Fortnite was the video. Fortnite was the game that would get insane algorithm yeah. craze. So I did a lot of Fortnite. Um, and then Apex came out, switched to that, played that for a year. Yeah. Warzone came out, switched to that, played that for a year, and then was off the, off the platform shortly after that. And how how was it playing, you know, sort of those BRs with those communities versus the community that, you know, you experienced in Tarkov? You know, is, is it different uh, or, you know, very similar? No, it's 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 a dramatic difference. Yeah. I think the most of the pl- most of the gamers that that are playing, especially Warzone, because it's cross platform and stuff. Yeah. Like Warzone and Fortnite are very similar, um, but I think the the Tarkov community is so hardcore, and it's probably a bunch of people that have been playing PC. Most of the player base has been playing PC games forever. Yeah, probably their whole lives. It's a much more hardcore group, um, but that makes them way more passionate about it, right? Yeah. Like, Everyone, everyone cares about Tarkov, and the people that play it are invested in Tarkov. Yeah. It's not the same with the battle royales. There, you get on, you play for an hour, and you get off. The yeah. player base is way more. Excuse me. The player base is way more casual. Yeah. Um, it's it's the community is just not as impactful, and they're they're not as tight knit. And now, 
recently the Tarkov community has kind of been off their damn rocker, and I've kind of been staying out of all yeah. that drama and all that stuff. I, 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 I don't. Yeah. I'm too old to get involved in any of that crap. But when I first, like last year, it was a, an incredible breath of fresh air. Um, seeing how cohesive the Tarkov community and they embraced me wholeheartedly. I came from, I was just a war zone guy and I showed up in the Tarkov <laughs> directory and everyone looked like I was getting all kinds of streamers coming into my chat I, yeah. and they're like, Hey, what's up? And, and I, all my, like people from my community that played Tarkov and watched Tarkov streamers, they'd be like, dude, that's, that's, that's Ash. Like, dude, <laughs> like, dude, that's Gingy. Like, and I'm like, sick. Like, I the glorious E raided me one time. He yeah. came in. I, he's like, I'm like, they're, they're like, dude, that's that's glorious. E. I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. hey, thanks for the raid, bro. Like, I don't know any of you guys, but thank you so much. Yeah. Um, but that's like that goes to show that like Evelian, like all these, you know, everyone was very very welcoming and and kind of, um, like just embraced me as part yeah. of the Tarkov community they had, for for no reason. They had no like I wasn't I wasn't that good at the game. I, like I. It's just it was it's a testament to to the Tarkov community and I, that, most of that Tarkov community that vibe still exists. It is. Yes. I think most of the issues are, just stem from social media mm -hmm. um, and people always wanting to be right and have an opinion about something, yeah, or having to have an opinion about something. But uh, I think most, for the most part, I think the Tarkov community is still pretty tight. I I I really think it is, and you know everybody who I've had on who have been in the Tarkov community, everybody play. It doesn't matter how many viewers you have. You've got people playing with, you know, who have average, you know, five thousand people playing with somebody who's average, you know, thirty. It, there's just a a you know friends playing games. That's what it is. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And of course, and, you know, every community is going to have egos and yes. and stuff, and that exists. But I think you're right. I think for the most part. If the vibes are on and the game, you know, everyone everyone's cohesive and it meshes well, it doesn't matter. You know, right. as long as you're as long as everyone's contributing to everybody's content, that's the key. And I think that's another important piece to think about. Like we, you know, we were talking about, and I'm just kinda 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 gonna kinda go on a tangent here, because going back to what we were talking about with, you know, newer creators. Yeah. When you're when you're networking with other creators and you're meeting new people, like it doesn't you the the the, the glove doesn't always have to fit. Yeah. Uh like you can still be friends with somebody and interact with them like as a friend on, you know, at events and, and, and on Twitter and stuff yeah. without playing video games with them every single day, because sometimes the gameplay and the banter just doesn't mesh. Right. right. Um, so like, you know, as long as everyone in the group is contributing to everybody's content, that's the main goal. And I think that the group that I play with, everyone kind of understands that Yeah, everyone contributes to everybody's content. Yeah. So that's a big piece of it. And you sure. all seem like you're having a blast. It doesn't yeah, matter I mean, what yeah. game you're that, playing. That's the only way we can. We yeah. have to. We, that's definitely the only way we can have fun playing Tarkov right now. But right. Yeah. yeah. We can be playing golf. We play golf yeah. with friends. That's some of the most fun I've ever had. You know, like just dumb stuff like that. It's, yeah. It's the group of people that you have around you for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So now back to Tarkov for a little bit. What was the hook it had on you once you got into it? Did it have a hook on you? Like there's nothing else beat, you know, that could It was pretty you. immediate. Yeah. Cause I, I'm such, I'm so heavy into FPSs and, and wanting to be the best at shooters. And I, I listen, I'm going to pat my own back a little bit here. I have some of the best aim in the world. Guaranteed. There's no shot. Anyone has like, there's not that many people that have better aim than I do. Um, <laughs> but when you, when you mesh that FPS style, especially as hardcore as it is with mm -hmm. the movement and stuff like that, with an MMO type of game, that's like the perfect medley for me. Having a mix between, uh my favorite genres basically yep. 
was the perfect the perfect mix and it 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 got its claws into me pretty early on yeah and uh i've been pretty i've been pretty happy with it now obviously it has its issues Mm -hmm. but like we said earlier the the highs are high yes um and when it's good it's really really good yeah now do you prefer to play tarkov solo or with god help you a four or five man <laughs> I I prefer to stay away from four or five mans. I think trios are my favorite squad. Uh, my favorite. Yeah. Trio uh, trios and then duos are my favorite. Um. Uh. I I I'm really good at solos because you can kind of just fry whatever. Yeah. It's boring to me. There's no banter. Right. It's, it kind of takes some of the excitement out of it. Um. You know some of the like you know the potential to team kill your you know right. your your bud like. Uh, so solos are cool, but I think trios and duos are where I like to, to, to play the most. Now with this group, we're always in four and five ends, but you know, you kind of just deal with it. Right. It's, it's, it's the banter and the, you know, the friendship. That's what that's for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And now something that's unique with Tarkov and the content creators that play it, you've got to manage the stash. Do you manage the stash, you know, when you sign off, like I gotta get ready for tomorrow or it's just, you know. I try and do it as I go for the most part. Yeah. Um, right now, my stash is crazy because I refuse to sell any of the guns that I have, and I have armor <laughs> all over my. It's organized, but it's very full. Yeah. Um, I try and just sell as I go. I haven't had to just sit and organize in a while. Yeah. Um, but definitely early wipe. I have to uh, either 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 or before. Typically, it's after I, I'm done streaming. Yeah. I'll organize you know, off stream. But I've also found that a lot of people like kind of like you throw on some music and just organize your stash and talk to chat. Yeah. A lot of people like that as well. Um, but yeah. I didn't, I, I got off of Twitch too early to get to, to kind of test that out. <laughs> you can't play music on YouTube. So, um, I, I yeah, typically after stream, I'll, I'll clean stash, but I haven't had to do that in a while. Yeah. That's something I hope they fix with YouTube is give you some way to do music. Cause that's, that's yeah. the, that's they're the... working on it. There's some revenue share stuff that they're doing where yeah. you can play people's music and they'll get a portion of your revenue and stuff like that. Essentially yeah. renting rights to the, to the music and stuff. So they're working yeah. on, it. they're doing some cool stuff. We'll kind of see how that progresses. Yeah. Yeah. I had pest on a while back and, and he, you know, he described Tarkov as like the perfect content creation or streamers game because you have so many ups and downs where you're getting ready for raid. You can interact with chat Loading yeah. in is another point. They definitely, I think they still need to cut that down a little bit because it definitely, especially with this, with the new form of like content consumption, you have it's a bunch of tick, you scroll TikTok and it's, yeah, it's, sh- it's very short term. Like, so I think they definitely need to shorten it a little bit, but I agree. Having some downtime is really good for being able to pause, read chat, pause, you know, yeah. And you have a, you have some downtime to, to do that instead of being so consumed by the game for sure. Yeah. Cause like with, with COD or whatnot is, you know, run, die, run, die, or, you know, there's no, okay, let's just catch up on chat and things like that. Yeah. So now yeah. charity. So, you know, you've been involved with St. Jude, you're an ambassador for St. Jude's, you do mm-hmm. an ambassador for USO. Let's start with the USO. What is that program and how did you get involved? <sighs> I gotta give, pool shark credit again for something god uh pool shark recommended me for that program um it's just a gamer outreach program where um we bring light to what the uso does for active duty and our veterans through gaming yeah um they have installations all over the all over the world at base uh, uh gaming installations at bases all over the all over the world where soldiers can just sit back kick their feet up and kind of get lost for a little bit 
through gaming. They host events, tournaments, um, just kind of as much as much active duty and veteran outreach as we can just to kind of help with the 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 headaches of being in the service and being yeah. especially when you separate and that transition process um we kind of are trying try and bridge that gap through gaming yeah. is is the point of the ambassador program kind of just uh, having other veterans be a part of that program to say hey we did it you know like we're gamers too yeah we, we we you know we've we've separated as well and and you know we're doing all right so it's possible and you know you're not alone yeah very cool and now St. Jude's, how, how did you get involved with, with that? That was just, I, I honestly don't remember. I, it was just like, that was like, for me, it's always been a no-brainer. Like, if I'm going to do a charity stream, I want to do St. Jude. Yeah. Um, I never really had, like, a motivator for it besides the fact that I have two babies. Yeah. It was just kind of, we're going to do a charity stream, and it's going to be St. Jude, and that's it. Like, yeah. And we'll always do, we do two a year, and you know that's that's that like <laughs> so i don't know what the i can't even put pinpoint a time where i was like yep doing yeah. st jude it's just always been a thing for me yeah and then you also got involved with gcx right mm -hmm. so how did you get hooked in into that yeah that was so that was through tim um and uh and of course jason from from st jude always uh anytime Anytime he needs anything, I'm I'm always willing to help. Yeah, you know, I never say no to Jason when he needs something. So, um, that's that's unless it's to play Destiny. He, he's if he watches <laughs> this, he, you never play Destiny or any of the games I ask you to play with me. But anytime he asks me to do anything uh, on behalf of St. Jude, like I'm there. I'm I'm ready to rock. So nice. Um, this last year I was kind of like a standby, just filler, just kind of helped with whatever. Yeah. This year I'm definitely hoping to be way more uh, a, a much more integral part of the GCX stuff. Nice, cool. And then just recently, were you down in you were down in Memphis with Lupo? Yeah, we did and... Build Against Cancer. Yeah, in, uh, in December. Yeah, it was insane. That was yeah. insane. That was the most. That was definitely one of the craziest experiences of my life for sure that was it was wild <laughs> oh man yeah who's all who's all a part of that crew that you were hanging out with there for the weekend yeah that was gonna that was me uh amy tim pool shark and ben of course yeah you know mrs lupo uh nick and i think that was it yeah yeah nick was yeah. on i had nick on a pod there uh maybe a couple of months ago before and he before i i found out that he won the friggin lego master championship oh yeah thing. that's so crazy <laughs> yeah we talked about that a little bit that was pretty insane yeah just to think you made 100 grand from being you know building legos lego guy yeah, yeah it's crazy awesome all right and now two other things i wanted to talk to you before you know we let you go one is loot sure. fest where yeah. the, so you is that something you started and you sort of so uh, one of one of the one of a buddy of mine he runs the uh, my merch company um, Streamer Loot yeah started kind of just doing like a streamer get together basically and uh, that was I guess two and a half years ago now where it was just hey we're gonna just do a community meetup kind of how GCX started in a bar right yeah um, that's essentially what happened with with Loot Fest um, it was just a bunch of streamers and some of our community hanging out a bar yeah and it's ev and it's evolved into this amazing community driven uh you know gaming event and uh this last year was the first year now i'm a, I'm a co-owner now yeah so i i actually got to get my hands on and get involved get all my friends there and and make it incredibly special this year was the first year where it was actually like a, an, an actual 
convention that yeah. is substantial and um it went it went so so well it's uh it's for anyone who doesn't know it's out of fort worth it's we're we're we've already got it scheduled for next next february tickets are already on sale you can get it you're definitely not going to want to miss out on this if you think you had fomo for this last year you're not going to want to miss this one it was insane next year's going to be even more so um but it's it's definitely something exciting that i get to focus on yeah um that's a you know a community driven thing where we just all me and all my friends get together with all our communities and check out some cool brands do meet and greets hang out yeah you know you know hang out at the bars and just have a good time um with our communities and, yeah. and our friends and uh it's been something that's really fun for me to work on that's on the side that is not specifically streaming but still part mm-hmm. of the industry that to focus on um and i'm super pumped for next year it's nice. gonna be cool now what was what was a couple of highlights that came out of this this year's you know everyone get together thing so the 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 initial <laughs> the initial keynote speech that I gave, uh, <laughs> I, it was it was a horseshoe of way more people than I thought it was going to yeah. be just there. And of course, all of my obnoxious friends were <laughs> being rowdy because I was giving the speech, and so that was probably the highlight of my oh, of, of, my, of of the event for me. It was really kind of validating, I guess, because yeah. I was very nervous. You know, when you have all your friends out to an event like that, there's a lot on the line. Like, mm-hmm. it's in, like kind of my reputation was on the line. I'm bringing all these people out, and I want to make sure that they have a good time. And yeah. I I'm, I think everybody had an amazing time. But um, it was kind of validating that, you know, all my friends were there sc- screaming, hooping, and hollering <laughs> while I'm doing my speech. And uh, it was just – it was a really cool feeling. Oh, that's so cool. Awesome. All right. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is Expanse Talent. What is that? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's a that's a new initiative that I wasn't initially going to be uh, part of the ownership team. I was initially brought on board to just be part, like just be, a, um, I guess, the talent, yeah. right? And and just kind of help as like an advisor, basically. Um, but it's it's evolved into so much more than that. And the uh, the idea of Expanse is to uh, provide end to end operational support for creators. Mm-hmm. Um, to do all the really, really mundane and boring stuff that we hate doing. Yeah. Um, then that's everything from editing to social media management and posting, um, talent representation, um, even uh, planning like to to assist with if you know if the creator's planning on t- attending an event, all they all they do is say, hey, I want to go to this event, and we book everything. We yeah. reach out to our contacts and we book them for parties. We book them for. We, you know, if they want to make reservations for dinner, we do the, you know, whatever they need. Um, in addition to providing on-site on-site support for for the event, if the creator doesn't feel comfortable traveling alone, yeah, or they want to have some type of support, we 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 provide that. Awesome. Um, and then you know we're we're uh, rolling out uh, uh you know st- like being essentially creating uh, a growth strategy where. Um, you you know you're you're part of a you we kind of sit down in meetings and we develop yeah. an entire growth strategy for for what you're wanting to do and and uh, we implement that uh, we put a plan in place yeah and we execute it and you know uh, kind of help you elevate your brand essentially is the whole goal um, but I think end to end being able to to help creators and and the idea is to be able to do it without charging an arm and leg and breaking a bank we're not yeah. trying to be we're not trying to get rich like. I know that there's a need in the space for 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 this product, mm-hmm. and uh, and and there's a lot of really good creators that just need a little bit of help to get to the next level. Yeah, and that's what we want to do. Oh, that's so cool! That's very neat. 
Excellent. Yeah, it's been that, that's been that's been really cool. That's what I've been the most busy with yeah. over the last few weeks for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So now over the years, any sponsors or uh, you want to give a shout out to that you know that have been there for you that supported you? I mean, I got a brand new G Fuel sponsorship. Those are the ones I I, I haven't uh, I haven't had a major sponsor in a really really long time. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm very excited to be part of the G Fuel team. It's definitely one obviously one of the most prestigious brands, yeah. you know, energy brands in all of gaming. Um, they we just announced that sponsorship last week. So awesome. um, I'm very excited to be part of that team. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Excellent. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it. Cool. All right, now check this, out gfuel.com. You know, there we go. <laughs> um. Anything planned for the next, you know, what's some goals for this year that you want to, you know, any events you're attending? Yeah, so I'll be doing GCX for sure. Um, that's in August. Tickets are already on sale for that as well. Um, huge fans of the Rare Drop team and everything that they do. So we're going to go out there and support them with whatever they need. Um, uh, I'll, I'll be in two weeks or I guess a weekend in some change. I'll be at uh, Doc's event um, in Arlington for his the, the game that's launching. And then we're probably going to be attending PAX West yep. whenever they announce dates for that because I haven't been up to Seattle yet. Um, I haven't actually ever been up to that part of the country besides for six hours while we were fueling the boat one time. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, I'm excited to go up there and visit a good friend of mine, Tactical Grandma, and her husband, Sean. Oh, cool. We're kind of kind of spend some time up there with them and uh, and see some of that area and, and just kind of, like we talked about earlier, making sure we take those mental breaks. And, yes. You know, whether it's five or six days, there will always be a ramp up process afterward, and it's scary, but you got to do it. Absolutely, very cool. And now, what's Doc's event going on? It's it's his gaming company dropping their game, or yeah. So Midnight Society is doing like a teaser event. It's like yeah. a they've been doing these little, these pop ups all over the country. So there's gonna be some gameplay. I get to, I'll be, I I think I'll be able to play. Um, but uh, Ben got us got put me on the list, and yeah. they reached out to me and. You know, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, awesome. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty awesome. I'm pretty. Fun. There's gonna be some really, uh, really, 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 really big creators there that yeah. I that I never thought that I'd you know get an opportunity to meet. So that'll be cool. Uh, one of I guess probably the person I'm the most excited to meet is my buddy Z Laner. Uh, I actually uh, our mine in his first year making content was on Facebook gaming together. Yeah. And we were on the same schedule. So me and him played Fortnite every morning together for like a year. Oh wow. So me and him are really good friends. Yeah. And but we've never met each other. And uh, you know, obviously over the last couple of years he's kind of blown up with Doc and yeah and and Warzone and stuff and made this huge name for himself. So um, it'll be pretty cool to to kind of hang out with him and, and finally meet him in person. Oh that's awesome. That's very yeah. cool. All right. Well hey you survived the pod, but before you go, <laughs> it wasn't that painful yeah. hopefully. No, easy peasy. All right. But before you go now, you got to call out somebody. Just like, you know, Eric did you. He threw you under the bus, said, yeah, you got to get fab. So who are you throwing out there? Um, I feel like everyone has already been on the podcast. Um, have you done Have you done Jen yet? No, I haven't. Let's do Genticles. I think right, that would so be I really you, fun. I need you, you know, give her some I will. I got you. I will. I will. Absolutely. She's nervous. I've, I've exchanged some DMs with her, and she's like, <laughs> I said, you know what? We can just record it, and if you don't like it, we can delete it. So yeah. give her a nudge. Okay. I will definitely I definitely will do that. Yeah. I think she would be I think she would be really, really good on here. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, Fab, it was so awesome to meet you, and thank you so much for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.